Hey guys, what's up? This is Chris Chavez, co-host of History Creeps, Hardly Kayfabe, and Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Normally, you'd hear a bumper for the network right about now. Instead, I wanted to take a moment to ask a favor. If you've ever listened to many of our shows on the network, you've heard us talk about a place that has quickly established itself as a staple of downtown Buffalo over the past couple of years. Mizuta Chow's is a Japanese-themed bar-slash-restaurant-slash-retro-80s arcade that features amazing Japanese-inspired street food, top-shelf drinks, and a glittery pink staircase that has become one of Buffalo's most popular Instagram selfie destinations. Like many other establishments around the country, Mizuta Chow's was forced to shut their doors and lay off their staff when the COVID pandemic hit. At first, they didn't let that stop them from helping the community. For weeks, Johnny Chow and his partner Christy, along with a number of other Chow's employees, worked to feed essential workers on the front lines treating those affected by the virus. They organized pop-up drive through grocery supply stores for anyone who needed essential items. The crew at Mizuta Chow's has worked tirelessly to support the community during this rough time. Now, we here at the network want to help show our appreciation for an establishment that has proven what it means to be a neighbor in the 716. Recently, a GoFundMe was set up to try to raise money to help Mizuta Chow's pay employees, bills, and ensure that when it's safe to, they can open their doors to the good people of Buffalo and Western New York. I know things are rough everywhere, but if you are able to, please consider donating to the Mizuta Chow's Relief Fund on GoFundMe. Every bit helps. You can also find a link at bicbp-radio.com. Thanks for listening and supporting the network. Now on with your show. Hey there, divers. Welcome back to another episode of Vinyl Divers, the podcast. I am your host, Anthony Mullen. Uh, my Mullenites, my divers, I hope that you guys are having a great time. Hope you guys have been enjoying the past couple of episodes I've been dropping. I know it's a little, little treat there. You know, Anthony's dropped down a couple episodes. Uh, he's actually, he's dropped down more than one or two episodes a month right, recently. So you guys are doing good right now, I, uh, I bet, and I uh, hope... Um, but you know what? I didn't want to really fall off the bandwagon there and kind of trail off and, you know, review some generic, boring ska CD myself. You know, I love ska, but it gets boring hearing me talk about it all the time. You know, it's really hard. I'm a rude boy at heart. My heart pounds and thumps to sell out. I bleed checker, bleed black and white, you know. Please don't cut me open. That's not fun. Um, but I figured you'd be sick of hearing me talk about ska. So today I have something different for you, something a little bit more fun. Hopefully you guys will enjoy it. I actually have a guest on, and he actually is a singer and guitarist in a band. Now you get now you all may be asking me, Anthony, what kind of band is this? Is this a rock band? No. Is this a jazz hip fusion band? No. Is this a country artist that plays with the uh, scratching washboard and the uh, single snare. No, it's not. This is a ska band. That's right, guys. We're talking ska band, but with a guest, Eddie Lubecki. Welcome, welcome, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Uh, so, how are you? How are you doing? 
I'm doing as good as I can, I guess. Everyone's quarantined. We're all just trying to keep our sanity and keep enjoying ourselves, try to relax a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's been good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've been doing good. Uh, still staying busy. You know, uh, I'm going to ask, <clears throat> uh, are you currently working? I am currently working. I'm very fortunate I get to work remote. So a uh, very good company that I'm, I'm a part of. So it's been it's been good. Very nice. How about you? I am still working. We are considered essential. Uh, uh, f- fortunately, I'm only in office like one day a week, though. I'm lucky nice. enough to be able to work from home as well. But let's start talking about some music, dude. Sure. All right. So let's get a little bit about you and let's figure out like, you know, how did you get into music? Were you always a did you did you come out ready to play guitar and that was your whole like life's life's mission or where where did it start? Uh, so I'm 27 years old. It right. started when I was 12, 12 uh, right around 12 years old. Yeah. I, uh, used to sneak upstairs. We had this old piano kind of tucked away in one of our kind of storage rooms. Cause the upstairs at my parents' house wasn't finished at the time. And I just remember seeing this piano up there and I was obsessed with it. I used to go up there and play like three note melodies and mess around on it. And, you know, after squeezing around a few boxes and things like that. Um, so it was great. Me and my sister used to sneak up there and do that for a while. And then, you know, eventually you get to that age, girls start becoming interesting and piano didn't seem that exciting. So <laughs> I asked uh, a family friend of ours if he'd teach me guitar because he, he played it. And I thought, man, everyone loved it whenever he played at parties and things like that. That's That's got to be the answer. So I never got into music for sake of music. It was for girls and selfish reasons. But, uh, you know, that rock and roll kind of lifestyle died out quick and it, it became more about music and playing and getting better um never had that aspiration though you know to be a famous rock star or anything like that i don't think they exist i I think musicians you know for the most part have a very particular place and uh i wanted to kind of stake my little claim in that so um kind of ventured out on that right around 13 14 years old and the rest is kind of history started uh self-teaching after that you know learning the basic chords and the basic fundamentals of guitar what were what were some of the first songs you remember learning growing up was there anything Uh, was there any uh song that you know it was your it was your staple go-to whenever you were at a party you're like oh well we know he's gonna crack this out so there was two in particular uh and i forget the name of them i think one was by ray charles and i'm I'm doing a little bit of google in here i think it was lady with the red dress on late ray charles that was your go-to staple that it, was a. That was the first. It, what did I say? Was the first song I think I learned on guitar. Late lady in the red I dress. That that guitar part. Okay. I, I think it, yeah. What did I say? Girl with the red dress on that song. And Girl then. With the yeah. And then what was the other one? It was a Beatles song. I can't remember. Okay. So it was so, like. Yeah. So you weren't like learning like the top most popular hit of the 90s for the girls then though, though? No, no, not at all. Uh, Like I said, when I first started, I tried really simple melodies and things like that and um, just basic chords, trying to get the chords down. So it's kind of where I think my foundation really started. Okay. All right. I see. I, uh, it's very, it's always interesting to hear what people's first songs were when they first started playing an instrument because you really see the development and growth from where they began to where they ended. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy looking back now. Um, I've taught a few people guitar in my time, and uh, I don't miss being a beginner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's nice being on this side of it and just being able to pick it up and go. But, um, you know, any anything in life, I mean, trying to learn and continue to grow, I think, is an important thing. And 
I think music is very beneficial in that. Um, I think it's very important in the school system for that reason, because it, it helps people just personally grow and, and continue to learn and try to develop now, different skill sets. Yeah. And what you said there was great. Uh, you, you mentioned the school system. Now you said you learned, you started learning music and guitar back uh, from a family member. Did you ever yeah. end up moving and playing music in school, whether like if being in a jazz band or actual like an instrument, like a band instrument or singing from school? No, no. Uh, so I actually in high school, I think the only thing that I really did, I went to a, a Christian high school, so um, private high school. And uh, the only thing I think I really joined was the we had like mass, I think, one Friday out of the month. And um, there was a little ensemble kind of thing that played the music. So I did that for a little while. Uh, but no, it was mostly me and my buddy just kind of putzing around in his garage playing Ozzy Osbourne and Green Day and all that kind of stuff. All right. All right. That's not bad. You know, I definitely I definitely uh, remember having my fair share of being in high school. Uh, now, I was never lucky, never had the chance to really like have a band going, you know, successful or moving forward like you guys have had. So, you know, kind of a little bit difference there. But <clears throat> I definitely remember those high school memories, you know, playing the. Oh, was it Black Sabbath or Guns yep. N' Roses? <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, yeah. Now, with family, were you, was it just you and just your one family member? Or was it like a whole family of musicians now? Was, because I came from a really heavy sports family. So when I would crack out the guitar at a party, I was instantly either like the black sheep of the family. I was the one that sat in the room by himself while playing guitar while everyone else hung out playing football outside. Uh, did you kind of have that same take? Uh, yes and no. So my immediate family was actually very sports heavy, uh, specifically baseball and softball. Uh, I got two sisters. They played softball, you know, forever. And um, I played baseball for 23, 24 years. So um, oh my gosh. Yeah, very much, very much sports heavy. Um, and that's why kind of me as a person, like when I started getting into different things, um, other parts of my family were into those things. And that's usually kind of how those avenues started to kind of branch out. So um, I've got an aunt who is a phenomenal singer and she, she teaches it and she's been in, you know, several different like big productions and things like that. Um, my grandfather who I never had the chance to meet was the one who actually owned the piano that was upstairs and um, used to be pretty prominent in the Buffalo jazz and blues scene uh, way back in the heyday and, and things like that. So um, definitely have that musical background as part of the family, um, but not, you know, not my immediate family. So it's it, it was kind of a weird, you know, kind of blend of, of different things in my household, which was nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, now, you mentioned a little bit about uh, Ozzy Osbourne. So I don't want to I don't want to throw a heavy ska right on the front load of this episode. So we're going to try and push the ska and push the skank in just a little bit. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. So as far as Ozzy Osbourne and hair metal and rock and roll, what are some like rock bands that you remember go- growing up with? Was there anything like specifically heavy, heavily influential to you uh, musically in a, as a development? Was there any specific band, not just a, like not a specific song you learned because of the band, but any like certain band that really just pushed your personal growth? So, yeah, I mean, thinking back on on kind of growing up in my household, my dad always had on 97 Rock. So, I mean, you'd get everything from, you know, back then Ray Charles and and things like that. And that's where that kind of came from all the way through kind of, you know, the ACDCs of the world and Mm -hmm. Led Zeppelin and all that. Um, But truthfully, I mean, when I started playing guitar, 
Blink-182 was kind of that entry-level band that I, I think everybody has figured out and found and, and has really inspired them to do something with music. Um, so I would say a lot of Blink-182 when I really started playing music. Um, that was in kind of grade school. Then you hit high school and I really started getting into kind of, you know, Avenged Sevenfold, Silverstein, uh, kind of heavier bands like that. Um, and then sophomore year of high school, I think I got even heavier. I started listening to Slipknot and... Uh, still kind of listen to Slipknot actually I appreciate them as musicians uh, for what they what they offer oh, so you, um yeah so you really just kind of kept pushing and growing that uh rock and roll that heavy metal that heavy metal love there you just kind of kept yeah. pushing a little push a little bit heavier did you was yeah. there ever a point where you were like all right that's where I stop well I think when I started getting into bands like Escape the Feet and um I don't know beyond that you know all that remains um we came as Romans. There, there was a bunch of bands that I just kind of like, I had a point in my life where I wasn't really happy and that outlet didn't seem to fulfill what I needed anymore. Um, I just kind of wanted to change in my life. And uh, truthfully, I don't know kind of where it went from there and how I got to where I am now. But, um, you know, I used to have a very diverse kind of, I guess, list of bands that I used to listen to. Cause I think after that, I started really getting more into pop. I started listening to kind of Coldplay, uh, a little bit of U2, not too much. Um, trying to think of some of the other bands. The Fray, um, kind of got into them quite a bit for a while there. Jack Johnson. Um, so it was a little bit lighter, I think, right after that, because I was just looking for kind of a difference, and it, it went to the complete extreme opposite from Slipknot, which was kind of this, you know, That's folk nice. tunes and, and things like that. And it, it was it was good. It was good for music, especially just to kind of get a different feel for things and understand how different artists think and, and how they put music together and arrange it. And um, so I didn't really limit myself as far as what I would listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, but the journey was definitely kind of rock and then progressively got heavier and then just immediately like fell off a cliff almost to this kind of lighter area music, which was nice. Well, it's, it's, that's, that's somewhat normal though. A lot of times with musicians, there's a growth period, you know, you definitely start to push heavier, heavier. I, I've noticed personally with me and my friends and people that I've talked to, you know, they usually end up liking heavier, heavier, and heavier. And then it seems that when they end up playing an instrument, at some point it just kind of plateaus and they drop. And they kind of pick up somewhere else where they're like, huh, I need to venture into this journey. Like I have a friend that, you know, at some point he was going to the really heavy crowd scene and then he dropped and then came back and he was into like the EDM stuff. And I personally found sure. myself finding it more of like folk music, like Crosby, Sills, Nash & Young. And yep. um, I, I know they're not really folk, but like Bare Naked Ladies, I've been, I've been loving the night like so I, yeah. I, I don't know consider like 90s folk rock i don't know what you yeah. want they're kind of night yeah the 90s rock indie rock bands or whatever you 90, want to consider indie, them. i'm pushing in that so i it's not it's not uncommon and uh let's uh, <clears throat> it's not uncommon but let's take a quick commercial break right here and then we're going to come back sure. for a definitely heavy filled ska half after
It's 7.30 at night. And usually you wouldn't mind walking home. But it's the middle of winter. So at 7.30 at night, it gets a lot darker than it does in the summer. And you're scared. The street's pitch black. There's only one light. And it's at the end, near your house. You can't help thinking that you're being followed. That someone's behind you. That something's, someone is whispering something into your ears. They're telling you something creepy, something horror, something about real life that you can't explain, that they can't really explain. But apparently there is a way to. Something that sends chills to your bone. Something that makes you think, maybe I should sleep with the light on tonight. You know what that thing is? The History Creeps Podcast. Brought to you by the BICBP Network. Alright guys, welcome back. Uh, quick little cheap plug commercial. Please go on, check out the network, check out our podcast. They are for everyone, you know. We have uh, shows from music related, just such as this one, to video game related, to horror and history, to hockey, to NFL, mixed martial arts, to Buffalo Chicken Wings on the Seven Wing Six. Um, like I said, check out the podcast, bicbp-radio.com. All right, Eddie, we're jumping back in. So we did a little bit, little uh, short interview about your interest of music, how you got into playing guitar, and where you ended up growing up from that. I want to get into this one. How did you go from this Catholic, was it, did you say Christian school or was it Catholic school? Yeah, Catholic school, yeah, so Catholic how, school. So how did you go from Catholic school kid to ska punk rocker how did ska come to your life that's 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 basically one the thing i want to know because i always find it interesting where everyone's like oh yeah i do listen to ska and it's like how or why yeah yeah so i think it was a blend of a few things i mean natural answer for most people i think is tony hawk pro skater um probably the first song mm. i ever heard coming down the the giant ramp with superman by goldfinger um so that was definitely a good intro and, and kind of a good feel um, unbeknownst to me years later, I didn't realize the suicide machines had a song in the movie Brink, which was on Disney channel growing up, uh, called give off of battle hymns. Really, really great song. Um, great band too. If anybody wants to check them out, um, they got a new record out now that I've been, I've been spending quite a bit. So, um, you know, they're, they're a really good band. And I think from there, just kind of, you know, I continued down that path of trying to discover new bands and new sounds and, and things like that. Um, and then on the flip side, surround yourself with friends who are already into that stuff and have the skateboard culture and understand a lot more about that. And we're listening to bands like Pennywise and Less Than Jake and things like that. And um, so having kind of a healthy dose of, of my best man, actually, at my wedding, Tyler uh, from On The Cinder, just feeding me constant songs and albums and things. And then on the other end, going and exploring on my own, that, you know, I think that's really where that bridge kind of got built um, into the ska realm and, and ska adjacent and punk and all of that. And um, very fortunate that I got into it when I did late high school, early college, because that kind of defined, 
you know, where I ultimately am now. So uh, very, very supportive of that kind of genre of music. And uh, if anybody wants to check out any of those bands, definitely recommend all of them. Definitely, definitely some good bands. Uh, I've heard of all of them. I can't personally right now. I know everyone's going to hate. I know my, I know my fans are going to hate on me for it is uh suicide machines. I yep. know I can see their post. I can see your post, the toy box brigade post about the new CD. I can't think of their songs for the life of me right now. I can't hear it for the life of me, but I know <laughs> I've listened to them, but definitely I love lesson, love some lesson, Jake and yep. Tony Hawk pro skater. I feel like that was every, that was a lot of people's first places where they first heard ska and I'm sad to say I wasn't me. I came to Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater late. I came at number four. Okay. I mean, as long as you get into it at some point. I mean, the staple for me growing up was uh, Tony Hawk Underground 2. Mm-hmm. That was the one that we played quite a bit just because it was the, you know, era of, uh, uh, you know, I don't know, that kind of attitude well, that, uh, towards entertainment. Well, that that's the one that I think they had the whole uh... – the whole crew of like all the different skaters, like isn't Bam Margera and Don Vito, Don Vito yeah. in that one? Yeah. They, they structured that whole campaign around, uh, around Bam Margera and, and that crew of, uh, you know, of, of guys. And uh, yeah, it was a fun game back in the day. I mean, looking back on it now, definitely wasn't the best Tony Hawk game, but it was a lot of fun, you know, being a kid and, and kind of doing some of that stuff and all the wild antics and whatnot. So um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's a great series as far as video games go. And, and one that I think has introduced a lot of people to ska and punk alike. So, I mean, yeah. if it's done that alone, I feel like, the, I feel like the goal of the series is accomplished. Like if that, if that's all that's come out of it, I'm okay with it. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely. Um, I mean, it was a great skateboarding game. Until oh yeah. Skate, skate three came out and you know, that whole series, um, that was, that was definitely a crazy transition, but um yeah i don't know it's it's definitely one of those ones that is always going to be uh kind of one of my childhood favorite games well well it's here's the thing uh did you you did you actually skateboard no so kids in my neighborhood did i tried getting into it i was terrible uh i actually recently in the last year picked up a skateboard because i wanted to learn and, and apply myself and uh work out a little bit get healthy but in a fun way that's you know it doesn't seem like it so um recently i've started skateboarding i'm not good still not good probably will never be good but <laughs> i enjoy it for what it is and uh having just kind of a new creative outlet to uh to just try things and and you know make stuff it's just good to get your hands on a new thing and and kind of dive into it a little bit i definitely i definitely hear that and i definitely understand it but you so you did get somewhat of a skate uh a skating background then with the games and with the crowd um <clears throat> when it comes to sky what was the first sky show you went to do you remember or I definitely remember. Uh, oh man. And it was a great show too. It was my junior year of college. Best man at my wedding again, Tyler Resmick. He, uh, he joined a ska band called the stakeouts. I don't know if you remember them from back. I remember know, 2000, that. Name. Yeah. 2013, 2012, right around there. Oh yeah. Um, so my first local show I would say was mustard plug with voodoo glow skulls the stakeouts and i want to say at the time it was either b-side or 737 i forget there was another band that precursored the abruptors B- and well, uh b-side b-side was the one that he precursored because will was on, will was in it 
Yeah. So yeah, that would have been B side then. Um, they that whole show was just absolutely nuts. Uh, but that was my first real taste of like local ska. And then I think later that summer or fall, we went to see Real Big Fish, Streetlight Manifesto, and I'm trying to think of the other band. They're not Fandango anymore. I think they were New Riot, is what they were going by out of the UK, uh, out in Rochester at Main Street Armory, and that show changed my life. Uh, that was when I said, you know, this is this is what I want to do. So that um, was so. Did yeah. it so building up till then? Did you have the thoughts of saying, hey, I want to be in a ska band? So yeah, actually, me and my buddy Tyler were. He was a drummer. I was a guitarist. So we started just kind of playing. And again, you're in college, so there's there's got to be band people around and people with horns who want to do something other than band. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we started trying to piece it together, and it never happened. And you know. Fortunately for him, he, you know, saw a flyer for a, an entire ska band that needed a drummer, uh, but not a guitarist. So he <laughs> he went on to Greener Pastures for a time being. And uh, I just kind of wrote some songs and kept writing for 10 years until this project kind of came to be. So it's been a very long time for me actually wanting to do it. But I would say that definitely probably sophomore, junior year of college is when it started kind of dawning on me that, hey, I want to try to put together a band and, and try to do this. Now, what what was it like for you to actually put together a ska band? I know it's not it's not easy to get you know how many members you guys have. I think I have was it six or seven? Uh, we we had six. We're down to five now. Uh, yeah. So it it's it it's funny though. It's like a revolving door. Uh, when I first started, I had a saxophone player, a bassist, a drummer, and me. Saxophone player bounced. The bassist bounced change drummers and then out of nowhere just like an entire horn section dropped into my lap um over the course of like two months that so I was like is... okay i guess i've got a ska band now and uh yeah i mean that was the hardest part was horns that's why i waited 10 years for this was just you know wanting to get that horn section together it, it took a long time um but once it connected i mean it all came together in about two months once everything kind of really started moving you know when we didn't really have a steady drummer for a while there. It was probably a year and a half before we found Adam and uh, Adam's been just the absolute best. He's the, uh, he's the young gun in the band, the, uh, you know, the, the, the child that we have to watch out for, but he's, uh, he's been awesome. He's, he's definitely fitting in with the crew and uh, yeah. So we're, we're at five members right now, uh, similar makeup to a band like suburban legends, except we've got guitar and vocals as one, one unit instead of splitting that up. So um, trumpet trombone is a good mix and you know, I'm definitely excited for kind of where this is, where this is going. I'll say seeing you guys live, your live energy is incredible. Cause when I first saw you, I didn't, I, when I first saw you guys, it was at, it wasn't last year. It was at the 2018. I think you guys had the CDs for, Oh man, uh, down for the count. Down for the count. The record that I I want to go back and re-record. Well, I man, we were we were young. <laughs> well, see, so <clears throat> I first saw you guys at uh, Mohawk for Down for the Count. You or you guys weren't you guys weren't the opener. It was just or you guys weren't the headliner. It was just an opener, I think, or yep. you guys played second in. And I can walk and I'm like, oh, there's a new ska band, and these guys are opening. They're local. I haven't heard of them because I. And I took a small break from the ska, from like the local music scene, specifically the ska scene. Yep. And coming back and seeing you guys, it was just like, oh wait, it's still here. Like it, it like yeah. it, it's back. And it was yeah. literally, it was, 
it was I, I i swear it was my first jump back into ska because after that i started going to i saw the toasters a couple times locally i saw mustard plug again i saw abruptors yeah. finally i'd sell i swear it was it was that one show with you and <laughs> i was like sweet and you guys are awesome live fun great energetic i'll say one you, thing that i didn't expect was is it the the baritone it's a blue baritone he plays yeah, he's changing over to trombone now. I'm I'm sad losing a very unique instrument, but yeah, he's playing a, a. It wasn't a baritone; it was a uh, euphonium. Yes, euphonium. That's yep. what it is. Euphonium. Yeah, he, yep. We needed something more forward facing for him because he's uh, he's kind of strapped down, wants to dance more, but he's got to be always pointing up. So, um, yeah, Zach's going to be transitioning to uh, to trombone now, and it's a good time for it because again, he's he's got to practice and everything and get it get used to that uh, you know that instrument. So. Um, yeah, no, I remember that show. Absolutely. And I, again, I appreciate the, the compliments. We're definitely always still working on our live show. Um, you know, I still think we got a lot more left in us to make it even better. Um, I know myself, I burn out after three songs into the set and then I, you'll see my energy die and my throat start to dry up and, uh, I get kind of, <laughs> kind of squelchy, but no, it's, uh, it's good, man. I definitely miss performing. That's kind of the biggest thing right now that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm missing is, is just being on the stage and, honestly even practice with the band practice right now would be uh, awesome but we can't for obvious reasons so um yeah no it's um yeah back then it was us and the abruptors and now there's a bunch of other well us the abruptors and reggie childs mm-hmm. uh now you're seeing two other bands pop up we got working class stiffs and turkey blaster omega out of rochester um and i'm hoping this is kind of a new start to a ska scene and, and continue to build that and um, hopefully more bands start doing it. Uh, you don't need horns. You no, can do you it do without not. it. You can get a, a organ player. If you don't have an organ player, you can still do it. Plenty of bands have done it. Gold, so. Goldfinger style. Yep, exactly. Uh, Goldfinger sublime. That, yep. Add that power pop element in there, there a little go. bit. You got Goldfinger. Yeah. So no, it's, um, it's good, man. I'm, I'm happy to see where the scene is right now. It's, it's growing pretty good. I wish it would continue to do so. And, um, again, I think a few more bands would, would help that along, but, um, it's nice too. We've got the support of the punk scene and, oh, uh, Buffalo's got a great, great punk scene, great ska scene. So mm-hmm. they're, they're, yeah. they're diehard fans. I'll say one thing I do, I've noticed, and I don't know if I talked about it on here a lot, but the locals, uh, not the local ska scene, but the ska scene in general on Facebook, so create, so supportive. Oh yeah. And their response is so strong. I've never seen the, it was the, the, um, is it the, it's the horn the horn pub yep horn pub gotta gotta be careful when you say that i know that's i'm like <laughs> wait wait i want to make sure i say the right way horn yeah. pub they are phenomenal and then just defend scott punk rock yep uh, uh also gotta give a shout out to what do you know about scott punk um justin one of the admins for that page did a great job with that page and he's always promoting and, and helping everybody out he helped us out with the compilation as well really um yeah yeah no he's been uh He's been great. So yeah, honestly, um, the whole Scott scene in general, it's just, it's incredible. I'm mm-hmm. very fortunate to be a part of it. I think it's the single greatest genre uh, around. I'm a little biased in saying that, but I really do think um, just the kind of messaging that it brings in the unity and inclusivity, um, it really goes a long way. And uh, even the other bands, I mean, there's bands out in California, um, Hooray for Our Side, uh, trying to think of the others and i'm half past I'm terrible half past two thank you that's the one i was really trying you, to remember because i've been talking with them about doing a few things recently very nice um, i just had i just had tara on uh she's couple, awesome two weeks ago 
Yep. She's yeah, awesome. She's awesome. She awesome. Doing a lot of really great stuff. Um, Codename Rocky is another one that I've been really digging and, and getting into. Um, Suburban Legends, obviously, are, are out that way. And then even in our own neighborhood, um, Backyard Superheroes from New Jersey. I could go on forever, man. There, there's so many people I respect and admire, and I wish I was where they're at, and I'm sure they wish they were in a, a different spot. But the nice thing is everyone's kind of helping each other, putting on shows and pulling each other up and, and continuing to support one another, which is great. And then, of course, I, I even forgot our, our brothers up in Albany right now, uh, Millington Band. Um, Cody and the rest of those guys have been really just awesome. I'm hoping they come back to town soon once this is all over, and you know we're going to go out there and record with Cody once we have a few more new songs, uh, we're still working on those oh, right now. So very yeah. nice. Very, yep. very nice. So speaking of recording, it's actually yep. a great little transition. I got you set up for me. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so we, we talked about possibly get, having the whole band on for a future episode. So I, I yep. put, I would like to talk, I think maybe a little bit more about the album with the band in full, Sure. but just, just for the listeners, give them a little taste if we can answer. Uh, so you guys did down for the count in 2018. Yep. And I know we talked in person at um at the last show yep. about the diff- about how the about how um liftoff was more of your newer material that you wrote. So actually it wasn't or, the reason it's called liftoff. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. So then I, I missed no, I misquote fine. that. My, that's no, 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 you're fine. You might be quoting me. I might have just been in a, a weird place that night. Um no, so liftoff is actually the last set of songs that were kind of my the ones I wrote from high school all through college and that was the last of the material where I wrote most of the lyrics and the arrangements myself okay. uh, not counting not counting horns and bass and, and drums they all kind of wrote their own parts still but the actual makeup of the song the structure how it goes um, that's the last set of those um, so everything from here on forward is the band's identity. It's the band's sound. I'm really excited to work with these guys and, and kind of understand their writing process and kind of come into this newer transitional period for us as a band and what we want to sound like and what we want to do. Um, so it's a blank canvas, and, and that's the best part. Um, you know, I'm very influenced by ska and punk, but I know Adam's very into pop punk. Uh, same with Will. Uh, Josh is into indie rock a little bit more. So I'm kind of curious to see what Toybox Brigade 2020 2.0 is going to look like. Um, it's going to be a very different time for the band, and um, I certainly think we're getting better at writing. I'm getting better at lyrics and, and just songwriting in general. Um, always working at it, though. I'm, I'm never happy with my product, even what I currently have and what I'm working on. But, you know, that's the life of an artist. You always want to be better and, and kind of push yourself, which is good. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, the new stuff, I, I don't really think we have an angle. I think we're just going into it with an open mind. Um, there's certainly things that I'm keen into. I want to write very much kind of happier music and stuff with a positive message behind it. Um, more of that kind of skate punk feel, uh, mixed with a little bit of, I don't know, just happier toned stuff, you know, things like Superman and the impression that I get beer by real big fish, sell out, you know, songs like that songs that were staples for me growing up. Um, you know, I don't listen to those that much these days, um, cause I, I draw from different influences, but, um, you know, when I go back and put them on, man, it just brings a smile to my face. And that's the kind of music I want to write is something that's going to have, you know, hopefully help somebody dance and, and kind of, you know, break out of, you know, any type of difficulty they're going through and things like that, just to forget their problems for at least a day or a few minutes, you know, I think um, that's what it's all about. I think what you said there sums up perfect with ska specifically. Ska in general is that it it really lets people have a moment to enjoy themselves in music, I feel. 
Absolutely. And you can be yourself. That's the best part yes. about it. Like, it's the only place where you're welcome to be as goofy or as serious as you want to be. And no one's going to say anything, any, you know, otherwise. So I'm sorry. So Eddie, I just want to ask you real quick. Have you ever, uh, sure. see, have you ever danced with a dinosaur at any other show other than a ska show? I have not. No, it's, I mean, the only, it's the only place I've danced with a banana, a <laughs> dinosaur, uh, a chimp. And like, I'm trying to think. Uh, and then just tons of people in Hawaiian shirts. Like, for, like I think those are all accurate statements, I feel. I can tell <laughs> you I've had very similar experiences in ska pits. And I couldn't, you can't be making them up. Like it's, you don't get no. that, you don't get that in another pit that's, and it's just fun. Like the minute you no. get kicked down or you fall down, everyone is the first one to help you up. Yep. It's such it's a, a, it's yeah, it's such a positive and happy. Like a, it's a good culture. I feel and sure you get those. Sure. You get sure you get drunks at a show and, but you're going to get that with anything. Yeah. You know? I, even the, even that though, I mean, it's, it's a family. We look out for everybody and, mm-hmm. and take care of one another uh, regardless. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think like other crazy things that have happened at shows, but we had a house show actually once. Uh, someone was skateboarding in the pit. That was new. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. Someone was in a computer chair getting spun around and thrown around the room, just passed back and forth between, <laughs> between people in the pit. Um, that was pretty cool. It was wild. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a great, great scene. It's a great genre of music. I can't say enough about it, man. It's, it's changed my life. It's going to continue to change my life. Um, I got big plans for the future, you know. So um, with the band and post band, but, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Well, speaking of the future, I want to ask, so what are the plans? Because I know COVID really kind of threw out through a downer in everyone's, uh, plans for 2020, uh, 2020 so far, a lot of concerts, a lot of festivals. Yep. Are, are, yeah, are, are got closing. Canceled, I was going to go to, yeah. I, I saw a thing where it says that that like, I'm assuming this is geared at like large festivals, like major festivals and concerts like, um, like the like the ones where basically everyone goes out and get gets lost in the woods, yep. Like fest like festivals like that. I saw a post on one of the reggae pages I'm a part of that they're being postponed, possibly until 2021 fall. Yeah, some of them already are. I know um, Supernova Ska Festival in Virginia they postpone until next year. Um, it's it's tough. I, I think it's a very unprecedented time right now. People haven't ever had to challenge this before and kind of come up against something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think people are just kind of afraid because you don't, you know, it's, it's a big change for everybody. You don't know what you don't know. And, um, first time facing something like this, um, on this scale anyways. Um, so I think some of them are just, you know, it's a precautionary thing. I think it's good. It's good to promote, you know, health and wealth in, in 2020. And, um, best way to do that is social distancing and what we're currently doing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if that means me having to wait to see, three bands that are on my list that I haven't crossed off yet. So be it, you know, it's, it's, it's better for everybody, myself included. Um, now what's the band's plans to, to work with this now is if, I don't know if you guys have any, but what would, what is uh, toy box brigades plans for 2020 and 2021 moving? I don't know if you guys had any concerts that I don't no, know if you had so any, we, any um, tours you had to cancel or. Yeah, no, I mean, before this though, we were, quarantining ourselves anyways and, and kind of um just pulling back from playing shows in the scene in general to focus on writing new music um and focus on kind of the next set of records or whatever we're doing um whether it's a few eps and a few singles or a full album i'm not really sure yet um we're kind of taking that as a day at a time but um definitely right now what we were focusing on and hoping to continue to focus on in 2020 is um repolishing up our our live show new music um i mean 
if you've been to one of our shows, you've been to the next like 10, 20, we played the same set list and, and really got that down. And um, so we want to take that to the next level and figure out what, you know, what's a new set list going to look like? What's a new show going to look like? What else can we put into this that'll make it more fun and more entertaining? And um, so we've been focusing on that. Um, putting on our own shows is the main focus right now. Um, local promoters have been great. Uh, I've really enjoyed working with them and they've really given us a platform to continue to grow and build. Um, but I also want more control of the show. I want to say what bands are there and um, things like that and, and take care of the details and stuff and, you know, support different organizations myself that I've, um, you know, grown accustomed to and, and helping and things like that. So, um, yeah, I, new live show, new music, um, putting on our own shows as a ska band and, and helping to grow the scene and focusing on the scene. Um, and then content creation. I mean, beyond that, we're retooling our entire website our Facebook, um, just our band identity in general. We're trying to focus on new ways to engage with people who listen to us, people who are fans, um, trying to draw on our family and friends that liked our page because they're our family and friends and they want to support us, but trying to actually engage them in Scott and let them know like, hey, you can listen to this stuff too. It's it's good. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's kind of a combined group effort right now to just focus on all of that stuff. And then 2021, we had a lot of plans to travel. We were going to do three shows uh, a month out of town, uh, pretty much one weekend a month to, uh, to kind of continue to grow in that way. And, um, so that brings new challenges, travel and trying to figure out, you know, a van and accommodations as far as that goes. Um, so a lot of plans, a lot of things in motion that we're trying to figure out the details out of, but, um, yeah, no, I, this, this time is actually good. Cause, uh, like I said, Zach's learning trombone, we're writing new songs. Um, it's helping me from a business standpoint, just look into analytics and understanding more about what we're doing and how to continue to grow and just do new things that are fun and engaging. Um, come up with new ideas, try new things that we haven't done before. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot that's on our plate that we're looking to do. But again, as long as we've got all hands on deck and the time, uh, now is the best time to do that. So That's the time everyone has right now. I mean, that really is. Yep. That, that's what we're trying over here at the network. That's what I'm trying to do personally. And it's awesome to see that you guys are doing it too. That's that's everyone's biggest goal is... And one thing I'm seeing right now is a lot of bands are doing live streams or doing acoustic sets or doing... Um, <clears throat> they're, they're doing like remote where I saw Half Past Two was do, was yep. sending clips of like themselves playing individual songs and you're just like, all right, this is cool. And they're, they're yeah, piecing it together. Yep. You know, like that, that, that's how everyone has to be right now. This is the time to be innovative and be creative. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. And uh, speaking of live streaming, I'm definitely going to start doing some of that stuff. Um, I'm working with a few, you know, ska bands to collaborate on stuff, some stuff and uh, ourselves just coming up with different things that we want to do and try out. And uh, yeah, and I've even, um, one thing I'm starting to kind of kick around now is a, uh, a playlist of ska bands that I want the world to know and, and to hear and things like that. It's something I haven't done before and even really thought about, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of bands out there underappreciated right now that I think deserve some love. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm focusing a, a new effort on kind of a playlist and a page huh. built around that, which would be kind of cool. So I like that. Well, Eddie, thank you for calling in. That looks like that's all the time we're going to have right now. So we're going to, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Absolutely. Th thank you so much for giving, for giving me the time for the call in for this awesome interview. I was not expecting a full blown interview in, to this quality and, 
intensity of content so thank you so much like this was a great time hearing about how you guys kind of came together your uh journey into ska and how you know it really shaped it and changed yeah really no, the pleasure's all mine enjoy man, that honestly yeah no i appreciate you having me on and uh appreciate all that you do with the podcast and everything like that thank so you. um well and I, for supporting ska <laughs> dude I, I gotta get his shirt it's uh stay in school listen to ska Stay at home, listen stay, to Scott. Stay at home, listen to Scott. Oh, for the COVID, the COVID edition. Stay at home, listen to Scott. Yep, stay at home, listen to Scott. <laughs> It'll get you dancing and moving around. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, do you want to let everyone know what are the social media, what are the handles at, where can they get you and listen to your music? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're on any platform that people are probably on. So as far as Facebook goes, I mean, if you Google Toybox Brigade, it's pretty searchable because we've done a good job just – with, I guess, keyword searching. Um, yeah, if you search Toybox Brigade on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, we're on all of those. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, uh, Bandcamp. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything I'm missing. We're just curious, yeah. real quick, is there a spot that they can go? Because I know uh, <clears throat> a lot of times iTunes and Spotify don't give the full percentage of proceeds away to the band. What is the best way for the listeners and followers to support your band directly? Is it by going to Spotify or iTunes or is it by going to Bandcamp? What's uh, the best by, way? It's by supporting other artists. Um, truthfully, I mean, we, we try to make our content as accessible as we can. Um, I would say Bandcamp probably would be the best way if people do want to support us. Okay. Um, you can listen to it free on YouTube, though. And, and Spotify, like I said, Spotify plays definitely pay pay the bills and it's free to you. Um, so that's a good way that, you know, it's not coming out of your pocket and you can use that money for you know, helping a charity or supporting another band or artist that you really enjoy. Um, you know, we're all about supporting other people. So um, that's usually my my take on it. But yeah, I would say, I mean, Spotify and, and Bandcamp would probably be the two that I would recommend. All right, cool. Well, Divers, Mullenites, you guys heard it from him. Heard it from Eddie, the man, the singer, the voice. Well, one of the voices and the guitar of the Toy Box Brigade. Make sure you check them out. Listen to them. Follow them. Download their music. Give them a spin. And any Eddie, anything uh, you have left to say to the guys? Say to the good no, people. That's it. I mean, listen to listen to Scott. Give it a chance. It's good All music. Right. It'll it'll feed your soul. It'll feed your heart. <laughs> Make you smile. So you know, I let's, appreciate it. Thank you, brother. Let's uh let's let let's set them off a good way. You said you were talking about uh, wanting to cr- collaborate a list of a playlist of ska songs or is it ska bands for people to listen to do you yeah, want to give want to give the people three ska bands that they can listen to sure. and i'd um, say try to go local but give a little bit of a range so they're not I will, all just uh, tell you what i'll do two locals and i'll do one that uh that i think everyone needs to listen to i like that idea all right perfect so local bands let me look through the playlist here what do we got what do we got all right, first one to pop up that I definitely think people should check out is Half Past Two. I know you mentioned them. Mm-hmm. You had Tara on, I believe, a little while ago. And then uh, local to us, I would say definitely check out uh, Working Class Stiffs. I think they're phenomenal. Um, you know, they, they've been pretty pretty good as far as, like, up and coming. Uh, they had a festival coming up that got canceled. I feel terrible for them. But, um, you know, I, I think that they, uh, they'll swing back and they'll, they'll run that festival again. So give them some support. And last but not least, the Mighty Mighty Bostons. I, I got to – I think if you're going to listen to any kind of bigger ska band um, out there right now, I think the Bostons have a blend of a little bit of everything uh, from two-tone to third wave and beyond. So um, give them a listen and, and kind of spend some of their stuff. They got some really good stuff out there. And it's got a good message behind it. Awesome. Dude, I love that. That's awesome. 
All right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it, brother. Well, dude, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. And see you next time. Yep. Take care.